Now rocking with the best. Only two things can get you through this, man. Patience and persistence. Work harder than everyone. Be patient and just know that if you're gonna do something on your own, you're gonna have to feel some pain. You're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you. You're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. It, it takes fearlessness to be first. You know, to not move with a crowd, to move alone. I stopped living according to what people wanted me to do. I started living according to what actually made me happy. If you're not happy, change your life. Allow me to reintroduce myself. The Culture Talks Podcast with your host, Carlos Stutzer. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy C-I-Z-Z-Y from the Culture Talks podcast, the host, the man with the plan, you know, I don't know what else I can say about myself. Let me not be arrogant today. Um, we're back with another podcast and I'm just excited to bring another dope guest on here every single week. I tell you guys, listen, I'm gonna bring a fire guest next week. I'm gonna bring a fire guest next week. And I don't think I've failed you guys yet because I haven't got any complaints. And I mean, how could I fail you guys? So um, thank you guys for tuning in again. I'm so grateful for any listeners we have because none of you guys actually have to listen. So I'm filled with gratitude every time I hear feedback from you guys. And anytime I see that I have some listeners and just happy, just happy. If you're uh, watching this on YouTube right now, you see the beautiful guest to the left of me. If you're listening, I'll let her introduce herself starting now. Hey, what's up? My name's Jay, aka Scatterbrain. Um, I am. Oh, am I going into? Like, yeah, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. So I am a freelance now creative director, um, specializing in a little bit of this, a little bit of that, um, anything in the art realm. I can pretty much do. So yeah. We love to hear it. We love to hear it. So my <laughs> first question I knew I was going to ask you today is where did you get the name Scatterbrain? Ooh, of course. So in high school, I was trying to do everything. I mean, from swimming to track to uh, pros to, I, I mean, everything. I was in every club, dance team. I tried it all. And so I remember my stepdad at the time was like, telling my mom, like, she cannot do everything. She's a scatterbrain. And I was like, you know, I overheard. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to try to do everything anyway. And so, like, that kind of carried on with me. Like, and so I tried to, like, brand myself so many different ways. And, like, scatterbrain just kept coming back because he would just say it. And I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to take that and I'm going to own it because that's what I am. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's always fabulous to learn about people's like names or, or where they got their where they got their company name from or their brand name because it's always an interesting story. And being that a lot of the times how we meet people nowadays is via social media, a lot of us don't really know your guys' like anybody's real name um, until we like you know in case their Instagram name's their real name like me. But aside from that, it's like when I got the email, I was like. When I got the email back, I was like, because, you know, it pops up on your phone. I'm like, who is Jay Collins? I was like, who? Because I, I completely know you as Scatterbrain. Or scatterbrain, yeah. yeah. Most yeah, people so. do. It's so funny when they, like, walk up to me like, hey, are you Scatterbrain? And I'm like, I immediately always laugh first. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me. But my name is also Jay, so. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about your origin story. Where'd you grow up? Do you have any siblings? Um, you know, a little bit about, you know, culture, ethnicity, just talk about, talk about you, share with the people, you know, where you come from, how you were raised, just jump into it. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's go. Um, I was born in Kansas, Kansas City, Kansas, Wyandotte County, you know, stand up. Uh, but my dad, he's from the Missouri side. So I was kind of like a split baby. Even though I was born in Kansas, I was on both sides. Um, grew up, my parents split. My dad went to Denver. My mom stayed in Kansas City. So I was bouncing back and forth throughout my entire life. So travel and culture and things like that was also always something to me. Um, growing up, let's see, what else? I, I don't know. I just... To me, my culture and my history has made me who I am, including like, you know, my mom, my dad, all my siblings. I have several siblings. Um, I want to say we're at 11 right now, but like mixed. Yeah. I have step, <laughs> right. I, I have like step siblings and it's just a big, happy family. Um, I am black, African-American. Um, I got some mixy things in there, like German and Irish and stuff, a little down the line. But I'm black <laughs> to the T. Um, let's see. I, I forgot what else you said. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. Um, speaking of your siblings, do you have any siblings that you were really close to growing up? Um, like, you know, like, for example, I have eight brothers and sisters, you know, I grew up with a relatively yes. big family, but I definitely, <laughs> I definitely only really grew up around two of them because the rest were so much older than me that they were already in college by the time I started hitting my, you know, older years where they would want to even hang out with me. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, do you have any siblings that you kicked it with a lot or maybe learned a lot from? It's kind of funny because I'm that like smack dab in the middle kid where at, I was at one point really close to my oldest brother and he's like 10 years older than me and that's because we were in the same house until he left so then I was by myself so I felt like the only kid and then I had two more siblings younger than me and then a bunch of cousins that I claim as sisters and brothers and stuff but like and now I'm close to them as well so it's like I teeter-tottered <laughs> I love it I love it yeah and being that 2020 the most crazy year a lot of us have experienced um just completed and and uh we've moved into a new a new time hopefully we'll see right <laughs> um i wanted to touch on your reflections of 2020 for 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 scatterbrain for jamie collins like what are some of your reflections for 2020 what have been some of the most challenging moments and maybe some of the most happiest moments that you've experienced throughout 2020 um if you wouldn't mind sharing <laughs> we get deep yeah okay so I would say the most challenging, I guess I'll start with challenging moments would have been like everything that transpired during 2020. Like I was cool with COVID, but it was like how it made people around me react. And I'm an empath. They say we're sensitive, but I just feel for everybody and anybody close to me. So I was feeling so many different emotions. And at the time, I just could not bear all those emotions. <laughs> and even still throughout the year, I would have spurts of it happening. And so like the challenge with, for me was to like release, to let go of, to know that everybody is in their space, but like to not harbor everybody's feelings. 
was the challenge for me because it affected a lot of my relationships, my personal relationships, and nobody ever really wants that, you know. But I would say my like biggest like accomplishments of 2020 was like making it through 2020. Like I lost all my contracts in March. I remember the day like it was yesterday because one of my contracts was like, hey, drop your laptop off. We're done. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, just like that. <laughs> and so then it just do- a domino effect. Every single client just boom, boom, boom. And I was like, what am I going to do? I wasn't one of those lucky ones that got the unemployment checks or the stimulus check. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, I had to fend for myself again for another time in my life where I felt like I was climbing and I was getting to that peak of like, yes. And then it just smacked me off. And I was like, oh, humble little, little piece of pie. <laughs> but it was bittersweet leaving 2020 because it taught me so much. Like you never, ever stop learning. And I learned so much in 2020. I love that. I love that. Obviously, I don't love that you had to go through, you know, <laughs> through so much, um, you know, challenging situations. But like you said, man, like going through experiences like that are really just character builders at the exactly. end of the day. And, you know, that, like you said, slice of humble pie is like the perfect way for God or for the listeners who don't believe in God and believe in something called the universe or whatever you believe in, like no disrespect to anybody, but like whatever it might be, that's that's how they like humble us or, or how, how that energy humbles us. And it's just like, yo, you know, you're doing a good job. Shout out to you, but understand that not everything's in your control. So let me just knock you over the head real quick <laughs> exactly. so you, to remind you to be grateful and then get back to hustling. So um, speaking of like, you know, losing on your contracts, how'd you pivot? Like, um, you know, work-wise, how did you pivot to, to, to survive? Like, I know that had to be I, I was blessed enough to be able to receive the assistance from, you know, weekly 600s and, and the stimulus. So that's how I fend, fended by while also trying to figure out other things. But um, yeah, speak on that. Man, so I initially I pivoted into like, what was me? <laughs> but I was like, okay, F all that. I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get to it. Like, let's put these hustle shoes on. So I tried um, Instacart. I was like, you know, I I don't care about being out there. If I can help somebody, boom. Actually, rewind. First, I was volunteering because I had a little extra money to just hold me over. And I didn't think it was going to last the whole year, you know what I'm saying? But so I was volunteering. I remember Mark at May, like, hey, we need volunteers up at the school, like pass out food. I was like, bet I'm there every day if you need me. That stopped. So then that's when I pivoted into Instacart. I was like, oh, I can help, you know, with the groceries. That's fun. I don't mind that. Even that was just, it became stressful because of the people, you know, everybody's real stickler. And I got, I understood it because COVID's very serious. But uh, I was just like, okay, so what else can I do? So I'm like, you know what? Let me go back to what I know. And so I went back into like helping people with social media. And so that kind of pivoted me into another contract with uh, a political agency in the summer. And so it was just a small contract, but it helped me get through. Thank you, God, universe, all all beings. Um, But it got me through and I was able to like really like 
gain more exposure, gain more experience, gain more knowledge, you know. I was really a student of 2020 and I just learned from it and kind of just kept pivoting and making my way through the maze. I love the language you just used there saying you were just a student of 2020 because like, yo, listeners, like, I know a lot of you guys just want to skip over what happened in 2020, but we really do need to process that because for everyone that went through this year, um, as much as it may feel like we're overhyping the difficulty of the year, we're not. A lot of people went through a lot of traumatic experiences, um, whether it was death of family members, whether it was sickness themselves, whether it's loss of work, whether it's dealing, like you were uh, you know, stating, dealing with other people's stress and like empathizing with them, but that causing some you know, emotional distress on self. Like so many people went through a lot and we need to process this year before we can really attack and grow through 2021. So as much as, as much as I didn't want to talk about 2020 in every, every episode in January, I am going to because we do need to process and, and have conversations about it to, to really navigate and figure out different ways to deal with that. And I think the language you used there saying you were a student of 2020 and just realizing that as a student, there's lessons, you know, there's lessons after lesson yeah. after lesson. Most of the time in class, if you're in school right now, you're going through more than one lesson a week and you have to figure out how to, you have to analyze the lesson. You have to figure out what you need to do to research and, and prepare um, and find your way through that. And I think that's all 2020 was like everything we got hit with, whether yeah. it was a death or there was a lot or like a loss of, you know, a job, whatever it was, we had to take that lesson, get hit in the face with it, but then analyze the situation and figure out how we were going to utilize that test to, you know, catapult us over the obstacle and move on. So I really love that language of being a student of 2020. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, it's yours. <laughs> so I want to double back. I want to double back. Um, I want to talk about your early interests when you were a young kid. So think about 10 year old, you know, 10 year old you, 12 year old you, like, what do you remember being interested in? What do you remember thinking you were going to be when you grew up? Honestly, and I've never, I've never told anyone this, but I wanted to dance. I loved to dance. I would, I choreographed dances for my little cousins and made them do them every summer. Shout out to y'all. Love y'all very much for being my little, not flunkies, my little babies. <laughs> but I wanted to dance. I wanted to be a dancer. So I'm not sure what else I thought about at that time other than, you know, art here and there. Um, I was always into some sort of art, but dancing was my thing love that i love that do you think there was like any inspiration was it like you know you remember you remember them early 2000s years i mean music was popping we had a whole bunch of like we had a whole bunch of i mean if we talk about we had boy bands that was doing all these dance moves we got missy elliott we got a we got sierra for sure and even michael jackson like i used to watch a lot of his videos i remember specifically my mom used to tell me that one when he was a pharaoh in the music video, like my mom would like stop what she's doing, go handle some business. Cause she knew I was going to sit there and watch the whole thing. And I know it was because of the dance aspect, like watch my dad dance around, you know, my, my family, we all gathered around music and danced. So I guess that's why I thought I was going to be a dancer. I also took dance as well. So 
I love it, and I think you kind of you, you still you still you still mess around with that. I consider the the roller, the rollerblading dancing, in my opinion, and that's why I want to transition into that. Like, when did when did you when did you start roller skating? Like, when did that become a vibe of yours? I don't know if I saw you doing it the whole year, or or if you've always done it, or whatever it is. But it's a vibe, first off. Definitely, <laughs> definitely like sure. enjoy watching those videos. I'll be like relaxing. Like I'll like wake up and see the video from the day before, and I'm just like, oh, that's a vibe. I'm like. So, so speak on that where, where do the rollerblades come into life honestly if you live in Wyandotte County all we had was skate land <laughs> so we was always skating um I never really took it serious serious but I knew how to skate my mama you saw her calves she was an avid skater so I guess I got some of them skate jeans from her but the dance aspect helps me be able to skate so, you know, just knowing your balance and all that stuff. Um, but I picked it back up. Like I would always go skating here and there, like go back to the ring, just to make sure I could still skate. But COVID, it was just like, I'm bored. What else can we do? You know, I can sit with myself and my thoughts all day, but now I want to do something. <laughs> so I'm like, mm, I'll go buy me some skate. It's about time to do some skating. And so, yeah, that's what happened. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's funny that you actually like because i know i remember when i was a young kid so I'm, I'm i'm from the missouri side but i remember i wow actually this is like a monumental moment in my head right now. <laughs> i remember when i was maybe like my like junior youth years like nine to like 13 i remember i used to go with like this my, my church like mentor he wasn't like a pastor or anything but like he would like basically take all the young black kids from the church and like have like only the black like boys like we'd all like come into like a classroom and he'd like basically mentor us on like things that are going on in the world teach us how to deal with like like police situations teach us how to like be a man teach us how to like write letters and essays and like just like how to shake hands correctly and everything like that and like he would uh teach us all those things but on fridays he would get us chinese food and he would take us to Wyandotte to go skating and I just remembered it was probably the spot that you just talking about yeah that was it that's crazy <laughs> it used to be packed it used to be packed we would be always yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy that's crazy wow yeah. anyways um but yeah so <laughs> but the reason why that popped in my head is because I'm like wow everybody I've been seeing skate from like the Kansas City area you know from the creative community is from Wyandotte and I was like oh I just put it all together when you mentioned that so yeah so I I, uh, I appreciate you dropping those gems to to remind me of what's you know put me on culture out here. Hey, no problem, no problem. Man, man. So um, for 2021, man, 2021, I know we don't know what's gonna happen, and I know we kind of, you know, are a lot of us are kind of, you know, excited for the new year, but also a little hesitant, like, oh, what's about to happen? What's about to go on? But outside of that energy, man, what are, what are your plans for 2021? What are some things you want to accomplish? What are some things you want to see, um, you know, manifest themselves in your in your year this year? Honestly, I just want to see more community. It's going to be really hard if we still have to be behind computers, but more community, some some sort of community bondage where it's not. You know, oh, he from the he from Casey Mo and she from Casey K. Like f all that. We all just made it through a year that could. You know, who knows what this year may be. So it's like, let's just drop all that. Let's just be loving. I mean, 
I hate to be the the love maker, but it's like love does cure a lot more than it harms. So just more community this year. And then for me personally, as as far as like jobs and stuff like that, I just want to keep elevating and learning. Um, before I was just like, yeah, I'm trying to elevate, elevate, elevate. And it was like, again, that pie smack. Here you go. Here's some humble pie. You need to keep learning as well because this next generation is so quick. They may not have social skills, but they are quick. And you gotta be on your toes if you wanna make it through the next year. Cause like a lot of people chilled on 2020 and no, you know, no shame to them, but like, just be ready for 2021 is all I got to say. Cause I got my armor. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That's the energy. That's the energy yes. for sure. And um, you said you do a lot of things like all things creative. Do you have like a favorite, I don't know, category or genre of work in the creative world that you enjoy most? Maybe it, maybe you don't even like get to do it a lot, but is there anything specifically that you enjoy doing the most? And if so, what might that be? I like putting stories together. So more so on the lines of creative direction, having a storyline, something that will grab your attention, keep your attention, and then leave you satisfied at the end. Um, I feel like movies, of course, do that the best. I study movies a lot um, just to kind of help keep me on, on top of my type of storytelling. Um, so yeah, I, I would say storytelling, creative direction is my most favorite thing to do because I'm able to capture somebody's thoughts or a completely dope idea that just sprung out of the earth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I want to dive in a little bit deeper into that. So say a client comes to you, they want to hire you to be a creative director for, let's say, I don't know if you do this a lot, but I'm going to give you a challenge. Let's say oh their music video. Okay. So say, okay. let's say Sean comes to you and he's like, yo, I want to hire you as a creative director director for my next video. Um, what exactly does that process look like? How do you onboard a client? How do you navigate um, finding out their interest and what they're looking for? Like what questions are you asking? And the reason I'm asking this question is there's a lot of creative di directors that are yet to be creative directors that might be listening to this podcast and they're trying to figure out what their approach is going to be when they finally get out of their comfort zone and design decide to pursue it for real. So maybe you can just drop a little bit of game of how you go about, you know, um, navigating the interests of a client and how to, how to provide what they want. Okay, so if Aisha, whatever Aisha, um, hit me up, I was like, hey, I need you to come help me with this music video idea. I would first hit him up, be like, hey, send me the song, first and foremost. As a creative director, you want to feel it, touch it, taste it, hear it, everything. You want to dive so deep into the song that you know every single lyric, almost to the point Um so that you can actually dissect the song and create a story. Now, if he already has a story, great. I'm here to just help enhance it. Uh, but if he doesn't, that's when I would dive into trying to create uh, an idea or a storyline behind the entire song. They're taking it into um, mapping it out so that he can visually see it. People hear things a lot, but a lot of people love to see stuff. So even if it's just pictures, 
things thrown together like on a mood board to give them a look and feel. Then, you know, go into even deeper creating like a brand guide or a, uh, in a sense of music videos, like a, a music video guide where you have that entire music video laid out, how you see it um, in different steps, like what, who's gonna be your stylist? Who's gonna be your set director? Who's gonna be the, the models in the video? What locations are we gonna do? Like, you just wanna dive so deep that they ain't gotta worry about nothing but paying, you know, to, to handle all that stuff, put it together. I know I scatterbrained on that a little bit, but I was trying to fit as much in to that as I could, but yeah. <laughs> that was perfect, that was perfect. And are there any, like, what's the difference between, like, being a creative director for a, maybe, a, like I just mentioned, a music video shoot and, or a photo shoot or, like, for a, for a, for a commercial? Like, is it similar, like, a similar breakdown? Or is, are you going about it the same way? So I'm going to give you another scenario, and if it's the same thing, it's totally fine. But, like, you know, say uh, Chris Good for, for Ruby Jeans, it's like, yo, like, we are trying to create a dope commercial, uh, dope two-minute commercial um, for our new drink that we're our new menu we're unveiling. Are you going about it in a similar way? Similar, but I would say with I would consider Chris Good, shout out Chris Good, a corporate client. So in that case, I would go in and sit down with him if you know COVID is fine with that, masks included. Um, go in, sit with him, talk to him about the brand and what he or whatever it is that he's releasing that way you know i can't really dive into a a brand with a music at the same way you can just get a song kind of digest it research but i would do more of that in person uh, to talk about exactly maybe what he wants out of it um the goal behind the, the commercial of course you know just different things like that but usually it's a, along the lines same lines just gotcha. tweaks here and there. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so I want to talk about like, I don't know. So basically when I look at your IG, I don't know if like, it's like some self portraits you're taking your photos for yourself or if you're doing like modeling for other brands. So like outside of photography, outside of rollerblading, outside of creative direction, what are some other things you do are doing? Are you modeling? Are you producing any podcasts? Are you singing? Who knows? Like what are some other... <laughs> things that you're 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 involved in right now oh okay he digging for the culture okay so I do model I used to model back in the day in my younger years um, but now I'm diving back into it as a creative healing form because I don't know as a photographer I can capture it all day but sometimes I want to really do what I'm trying to tell my model to capture you know what I'm saying or in my in my case I love fashion so I'm into fashion as well um I really love putting on clothes and if people can dress me up in their stuff and take pictures of me I'm down um I model I also do fashion what else oh I dibble and dabble in music just because it's around me a lot um that's all I'm gonna say with that, but stay tuned. <laughs> I don't sing, I don't sing, but just stay tuned. Okay, we don't we definitely gonna stay tuned. Don't worry about that. One. <laughs> right, right. 
no i love it i love it yeah i was gonna comment on your fashion like some of your photos like hard like the outfits you got on and like just the the colors and just your overall aura is like fire that's one of the reasons i like follow you and just like consume your content whether it's a photo or it's your I mean, you might have been doing them for a while, but I just started seeing your like little, you know, inspirational posts, you know, just sharing some gems, you know, whatever's on your mind. I really appreciate it in in, in the aura that you provide. So, you know, it was mandatory to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) No problem. No problem. So I wanted to ask you in regards to Kansas City, man, what do you see for the future of Kansas City? What do you want to see happen in this area? I know you mentioned earlier you want to see more community. Um, but you know, how do you foresee that happening? Say COVID's no longer a thing. What are what are some things you'd like to see happen in the Kansas City area? <sighs> that community thing, man. Like I just feel like the art creative community is lacking here. I lived in LA, I lived in Florida, I dabbled and dabbled and lived in Denver and in Texas a little bit. And just to see the community of people that are in the creative industry, that they support each other constantly, like no matter what, like, yeah, every every city has their niches and little ticks and things, but it's still community there. And it's here, but I just want it to be stronger. So I'm gonna do my best, whatever I can to help Kansas City community, especially while I'm here. Love it. I love it. I love it. Just quick shout out to Wasteland Sessions. I know uh, Kai Colors and Jesse just launched their Wasteland Sessions on New Year's Eve. And that was dope to see, man. Like dope to see um, just the interest and in, 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 in the desire to bring artists together around the city to right. really connect and create together. And, you know, one of the beautiful things I appreciated about that, too, is just like, not just in Kansas City, but all over, we see so much violence, unfortunately, in our communities. And um, and it's all, you know, really just whack in general. But, you know, based off of oh, what side of the city you're from or what, or what beef is going on between your families or whatever it might be, like, it's dope to see people from all different sides of Kansas City in one room just to create for the culture you know what i'm saying we had right you got people from the east from 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 the north like you got people from south kansas city like you got people from all over in those sessions and i'm sure there's going to be so many other creatives that create the same environments and you know before covid we had uh oh dang i'm i'm blanking you've done some work for them um um Monfoy, by, by yeah. design yeah those were gonna man ah uh, uh, yeah hard though they're they're the the new magazine's fire but the event that they had right before covid um is where i really got in touch with the you know community out here and i think covid definitely put a pause on a lot of plans people had but i think based off of what you just mentioned there's so many people that are interested in creating a stronger community here and I can't wait to see what 2021 and 2022 bring um, to Kansas City and the unity of not only our people, but just the city in general. So for yes. sure, I love it. Um, so I have a few more questions for you. And, okay. then, and then I'll let you chill. You know, I'll let, <laughs> let, you, let you off the hook. I appreciate um, it. <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask you, 
um, going into 2021, how important is, you know, your physical health and your mental health, especially after experiencing what just happened? What are what are some strategies you plan on implementing going into this year in regards to maintaining physical, mental and spiritual health? I'm going out of my way to make sure I stay consistent with all of my health. Um, health is huge to me, but it's become even bigger to me because of COVID. Uh, I was blessed not to be sick over the year, the entire year. Blessed. <laughs> uh, let's keep it that way. But it was because I kept up with my health. And it was like, okay, let's take it even up a notch. So now I'm incorporating even more health into to everything, cooking more um, with not so much meat products because I am a plant-based foodie, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, cooking more, like finding, ex exploring more plant-based options that, you know, aren't just the same things all the time because that's what really gets us. And then, you know, mental health. Oh my gosh, like, Again, last year, just a couple of days ago, you know, was tough on the mental and waking up meditating every morning before I even look at that phone is real. Like not touching anything electronic until after I meditate and get my water in, I have to do it because in order for me to see clearly, I have to see clearly, you know what I'm saying? And that means doing everything it takes to make sure I stay healthy. I love that. I love that. And I saw a few smoothie concoctions on your <laughs> Instagram page. And so, you know, we got to talk about that. What are your go-to ingredients for a, a morning or evening or post-workout smoothie? Like what is Jamie Collins throwing in her smoothie? You know, I typically throw a little bit of everything that's in the refrigerator, but my favorites, I gotta throw a little bit of banana, a berry, because berries good, they're antioxidants. Um, and then usually if I can, I would do like an apple or a pineapple. And then my secret sauce you know, of course, you got to do your almond, almond milk or soy milk, whatever milk you do, coconut milk, hemp milk, hemp milk's really good. <laughs> um, and then passion fruit juice. Oh, my God. Next Ooh. level. Wow. You just you just you just blew my mind right there. Passion fruit mind. juice. Yeah, I think I think that is the most clutch thing I've heard this year. Absolutely. Yep. It'll do it every time. That's fire. That's fire. Also reminds me of Africa. When I used to go back to Africa to visit my family, yo, they always used to have this most fire passion fruit juice just like Ooh. on the table. And for breakfast, like with some scrambled eggs and like mandazi, which is like this little African pastry thing. Yo. That sounds lit. Fire, fire, fire. Brings back yeah. good memories. Yes. Um, so if if one was to ask you, Jamie, how do I protect my peace from other human beings? What are you going to say? What you, like, you know, people speak on that so much. You know, one thing that I plan on doing in this podcast is really attacking um, the memes and the random posts people post on their stories and retweet on Twitter. And I'm not trying to attack them, but I just want them people to think deeply about you know, the things they post. A lot of people will be like, I'm changing my mindset in 2021. But what's your plan for that? How are you going to do that? A lot of people are going to be like, my health is going to change in 2021. But what are you going to do? 
How do you plan on going about that? How do you plan to learn about that? People be like, I'm gonna protect my peace from other human beings. I'm not letting anybody steal my energy. But what's your plan for that? What does that look like? So just maybe you don't have to obviously just share random advice. If you want to share what you do, that's fine. But if somebody comes to you and they're like, bro, I don't even know how to protect my peace. What does that even mean? Like, what would you say? That is a really good question. How do you protect your peace? It's like, it's like you got this thing. Let's call it a ball. And this is your only ball. If you lose this ball, you don't get another ball. You know, it's gone forever and ever and ever. And this little ball is your peace, right? So I'm gonna do everything in my power to protect my peace in a sense of if action-wise, I'm gonna speak on action. Protecting my peace looks like cutting off my social media time at a certain point. Protecting my peace is putting out content that I want to put out, that I know helps or inspires others. Protecting my peace is me saying no when I don't want to do something instead of saying yes and manipulating the situation. Protecting my peace is doing what's best for Jay or Jamie first, always. And if I'm not okay with it or if I got anxiety about it or my gut is like, nope, and I ain't, I'm not for it. And 2020 taught me how to protect my peace because I kept giving it away and losing it and I couldn't find it. And then I found it again. And it was really hard to find. So when you have peace, you gotta protect it by any means. Love that, I love that, I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what clip we're pulling to post on Snapchat and Instagram when this video releases. Y'all already know we taking that part right there. But nah, I love it. I love it. So I want to jump on your time in LA. You know, what was that like? What was that experience like? Why'd you decide to move there? What time of your life was that? Um, and just talk to us about that experience. Okay. That's a real mouthful, but I let it, moved let it blow. <laughs> <laughs> For the culture. I had moved to Florida to help a friend and had to evacuate immediately. I had no choice but to either come back home or try my life where I really wanted to go. I wanted to go to LA from the, the jump, but I was like, no, I'm gonna go to Florida first, help a friend and then go. Well, he just expedited that. So I just went to LA. Cause I was like, I can't go back home, not yet. I'm not ready. So I went to LA and that experience, <laughs> oh, that experience was something else. Um, I moved in with a friend temporarily. Uh, things went sour very quick, like a week after I had moved out there. And I had to move again quickly. But I was like, nope, I'm not leaving LA yet. Nope, it's not gonna happen. Um, luckily I had a really, really dope friend of mine. I was like, hey, you crashed on the couch. Like, ooh, thank you. I was like, all right, hustle shoes, let's go. I was like, I had so much money. I was like, I got to figure it out. I was applying to all kinds of jobs. Like, ultimately, long story short, I got a job. I got a place. And I was like, yes, I'm supposed to be here. So I took advantage, full advantage of being in L.A. Like, 
the networking, the people, the culture, like the food, like mm, that's the one thing I miss the most. Like there's no vegan food in Kansas City, but like it is, but it's not, you know what I mean? No, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. But yeah, like LA was just beautiful. It taught me that I had wings and that I could fly as much as I wanted to, as long as I remembered to not have too much weight, you know, on me at all times. Um, weight meaning people that hold you down, situations that hold you down, just things that just you don't need around you. Um, I had peace in LA. <laughs> I learned a lot about the cannabis industry. I learned a lot about you know, the creative industry, the entertainment industry. I learned a lot, like music. I got involved in as much as I could, you know, while I was there. And then, you know, beautiful experience, beautiful. I love it, I love it, I love it. I have the same, I would have the same response about my experience there. And just just for just for our sake, you know, listeners, you might, you might connect, this ain't for y'all. But where'd you live? Like what part of what part of town? Like the three different spots you was at, I think you said three different spots or two. Yep. Um, so I started in Pomona, California, and then went to Inglewood and then went to Koreatown. <laughs> and then I went back to Inglewood because I loved Inglewood. Simply yeah. wholesome was the best. You know what's you know what's crazy? It's like when I first I swear I'm not making this up. When I first saw your Instagram page, I was like, what a, like, like, cause I didn't like look at the location and all that yet, but I was just like, where do I know her from? Why do I, why do I feel like I met her at, um, so there's this coffee shop. I'm, I'm sorry that I can't remember it right now, but if you know who you are out there and if you ever listen to this, shout out to you and the spot y'all got, but it's this coffee shop that, um is also an event space and it's black owned it's in Inglewood it's like in the like um I used to go there all the time because my brother has these events called Afro House events and we used to throw our event there and so I'm just like struggling to remember the name of it but it was a dope spot um and the, the people there were dope but anyways I was like yo why do I feel like I know Scatterbrain from like that coffee shop and then I was it's like highly possible hey I mean it might be I don't know what years you were out there but I'm like yo why do I feel like I recognize her from like being in that like one of the one of the many events that I went to at that spot <laughs> I was always in some type of at least trying to just not necessarily to like for the clout or anything because I was in rooms with celebrities people with money like you know all that clout stuff yeah but, it, kind of, it comes with LA if you're in the entertainment industry yeah absolutely but it's about how you utilize the space you know I always knew like I could never I'm not one to fold in a room full of anything you know what I'm saying so just learning people's moves and paying attention to your surroundings you know soaking up some game not necessarily trying to take the game that's right there in front of you but just the mental game i love it i love it i love it in koreatown koreatown is like the first spot the first time i ever had a boba was at like i'm not gonna lie i don't like their boba but it was the first thing <laughs> was uh at kung fu tea like in korea oh, i forgot what yeah. road what street i used to work there for like four days and then i was like nah i'm good fam <laughs> i kept having to travel from fucking 
where was I coming from? Baldwin Village, Baldwin Hills. I forgot. What? Yeah, you was traveling away. I was traveling on the bus. I was going and then I'd hop off a mile to this Kung Fu tea and come in there. And these people would come in like and not even talk to me in English. I'm like, yo, fam, like, I don't have any problem with that. You know, my mom's first language is not English either. So like, I'm cool. But I was like, well, I'm tired of this shit. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. But no, that's dope. That's dope. I, we used me and my brother and uh, his wife. We used to stay. We stayed first. The first time I moved out there, we stayed in Calabasas, um, and then from Calabasas, we were there for like two years. And then from there, we went to North Hollywood. And then uh, the last place we were at was in um, I can't remember if it's Baldwin Hills or Baldwin Village, but either way, um, we were like off Fairfax, like on Fairfax and Baldwin Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were. Yeah, on Fairfax I know that area. <laughs> it, was, it was a good vibe. Good vibe. Okay. But um. I have one final question for you, okay? Are you yes. ready for this? All right. Yes, so, I'm ready. Imagine it's 80 years from now and your great grandkids are sitting in front of you. You're on a chair, you're on your, you know, whatever type of crib you desire, whatever. And the kids are sitting down at your feet. All of your artwork, all of your uh, projects you've done creative direction on, every Instagram video and YouTube video you've posted has to leave with you to, you know, wherever we go after we pass away. You're passing away that evening and you got to tell your great grandchildren in front of you one way or like, like give them one piece of advice on how to live life. What are are you going to tell them? They can't see anything. They can't see anything you did in the past. So this is the last thing you get to say to them. Okay. Last thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it just one sentence? Oh, you can one paragraph. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I would tell my great, 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 whatever grandkids, like, do everything. Try everything. I was always taught that you can't be a jack of all trades. You know, you have to stick to one thing. But having multiple platforms and multiple talents is how people become millionaires. You know what I'm saying? Like, your you great, great granny here. <laughs> Uh, but seriously like (laughs) right (laughs) so just do everything try everything and if you don't like it drop it and try something else you know don't stick to something that you know ain't for you and you know hold on to the things that you know are for you i love it i love it try shit and trust your intuition man always don't don't let don't let these folks Play you. Yeah, I was about to I was about to go on a rant myself. Let me chill. Let me chill. Let me chill. But I love I love that piece of advice. I love it. Um so for our listeners, uh the culture talks fam, how can they support Jamie Collins? How can they support Scatterbrain? What are some ways that they can support you? Um and along with that, share your your socials and where they can find you as well. Oh, just keep creating people, you know. I I love to see people create. That's my love, my love language. Um, Also eating food. But yeah, just keep creating. You know, if you want to get some cool little tips and see me fall on my butt uh, skating, come watch me on my page. You know, Scatterbrain with the KC, because that's where I'm from. (laughs) You know that, did you? Yeah. Scatterbrain, yeah. That I like that smooth. See, I'm over here learning new things today. I ain't even ever noticed that. That's probably why I couldn't find you to DM you today because I was over here typing S K A S C A T T. Yeah, no, I put the K C in there just to you know homage to my town. 
love it. I love it. Hey, well, we appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you for agreeing to come on the podcast. January is all about highlighting Casey creatives that I really admire and just telling their story. And yes, I've been doing that in 2020, but this month specifically was intentionally dedicated to that. So I'm glad to have you um, as one of the people we're going to have, you know, released this month. So thank you for agreeing to come on. Um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is C-I-Z-Z-Y, live action from Kansas City, Missouri, the Culture Talks podcast. You know what to do. Value your voice. Go out there. Say what you got to say. Do what you got to do. Like young Scatterbrain said here. She said back in my younger days, talking about my own short news. <laughs> but anyways, um, like she said, man, try shit. Just keep trying shit, man. 2020, 2021 is the year of trying shit. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to try shit every day. If you don't know what you want to do right now, every day you wake up, I want you to just commit three months to something. And then if you don't like it, drop it. Then commit three months to something. If you don't like it, drop it. If you know before them three months are up, then drop it and move on. Just try shit, especially when you don't know what you want to do. Like I said, I was going to end up going on a rant after you said this. I'm going to go ahead and shut that down right now. Thank you, listeners, for tapping in. Please leave a five-star review as that's the only way we can grow. Go follow Scatterbrain on IG. And that being said, it's love. Salud.